Shut up and sit down. Discovered by the Germans in 1904, they named it San Diego. And also my mom thinks I'm a baby so I can't walk to school sometimes. And also she thinks I need a need protective gear when I need to ride a bike. You probably do. I think I agree with your mom. I know how to ride a bike already even without protective gear. 60% of the time it works every time. Is he an athlete, your dad? Yeah, my dad was an athlete, but now he's um pretty fat. <laughs> he um he he used to he used to eat like two liters of ice cream every single night, like of those Murray salt camel ones. And then he used to get really angry at mum because mum didn't always buy it for him. Yeah. But then mum, but when dad got really angry, mum started buying it for him all the time. Yeah. And then he had to suck his gun in for photos. It was really funny. Pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. And now, your hosts, Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. Thank you for checking in with us yet again. Today, I am here with, in person, Evan Price. How's it going? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lance Hepler. Lance, no pants in the house. Uh-oh. Oh, hey, wait. That's because no. Matt's not here. Oh, no. That's because Matt's not here. Because <laughs> got no pants on. <laughs> and uh, this week we've got Matt on location. I don't even know what that means. He's not on location for any reason. We just like to say because it sounds cool. But Matt, where are you? How you doing? I am in Michigan. I am in a, a small town called Ionia, Michigan. Get out your maps, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Throw a dart. Yeah. Yep. It's and today we've got yeah. another guest on the phone. We have Steve Remy with Red Truck. How you doing, Steve? Uh, pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome. Good. Thanks for coming on the uh, the show today. It's going to be fun Ooh. chat with you today. Steve's going to hang out with us and talk about a couple things he's got going on as well. Um, so before we get back into our uh, our show here with the little backpedal we like to do every week, Steve, tell us about you and what you got going on. Yeah. So, man, it's been a while. Um, I'll probably say in the last like year and a half, I took about a year and a half off and uh, got hooked up with uh, Michael Bergman. He's the uh, he's he's an ex uh, uh, VP of uh, one of the VPs of Nike. Uh, he's a big executive there, and uh, he for like thirty years. And he approached me <clears throat> about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, about this red truck idea and creating a new marketplace for athletes to sell their gear, to tell their stories. Um, and just a, you know, a much better trusted marketplace than what we have out there. And, uh, so we started to work on that, started to build that, and then we got some funding and launched it. We're like on our third version coming up right now. And, uh, so we're getting some big brands on board. We're getting some athletes to start selling their gear. We've got a great, uh, media gal, Jeanette Faber. She's a ex pro marathoner, like a two thirty marathoner. Wow. She tells some great, great stories. She's just a fantastic writer. So I've been hooking her up with some of the pro athletes and to get kind of the different stories out there that the athletes have. So we're kind of like creating a, just a good kind of ecosystem for athletes to sell their gear, tell their stories, 
and uh, connect with other people. Yeah, I've really been uh, I've been keeping tabs on this ever since you you basically brought the thing to uh, to the to all of us, I guess. I, uh-huh. <laughs> you put it up on some social media and said, "Hey, check this out." Went in there, I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really cool concept. And if you go right. to Red Truck, just like it sounds, dot com, you can see a little bit more about it. So basically, if you're an athlete and you want to sell some of your gear, how how do they how do they you know connect with you? What is it that they need to do to to get the ball rolling with you? Yeah, right now, the, the big thing with us is that we're incorporating foundations and causes into this. So every gear that is sold, everything that is sold, at least 5% goes towards a charity or a cause. Uh, you could pick your charity or cause. You know, there's a lot of sites out there that give you, like, do you want to give to this? We make it mandatory. So that's the difference between us. Um we work a lot with causes. You could choose your own cause. If you've got a thousand dollar bike and you want to, you know, um, uh, you want to give it a new home to someone else, um, you were creating, you know, a trusted marketplace. Uh, they could go onto the site. There's a list me or there's a list, uh, list my gear. Now, um, click that and answer a couple of questions. It uploads everything. We look at it, send you a quick, uh, you know, send you a quick email. Thank you. We, make sure the listing looks great and then kind of in in line with our brand and kind of what we're doing um there are some great uh, little informational videos on there that tells you how to take good pictures if you're actually going to list some gear that Mm -hmm. uh, Jeanette made which is Mm -hmm. phenomenal uh so you know it's um uh it's it's pretty easy we're moving into our phase three uh coming up in the the end of june the whole kind of a kind of a whole different look on the website uh, we're moving pretty fast as we go. We're getting some big brands on board that want to donate bikes. We just got done with the, uh, you've heard of the Belgian waffle ride, right? The Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Down yeah. There. yeah. World famous. So, <laughs> yeah. So we just, we just got done with that. We got four bikes donated from Canyon that we've got the ability to do auctions and raffles wow. as well. So we yep. auctioned off four bikes for Canyon. Um, the proceeds went to the challenge athletes foundation. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's that's our, you know, it, uh, that's, you know, when you tie in the athlete, their gear, the foundation, and their stories, that's the foundation of the, of, of the company. So, um, and just building off of that. So, but we are moving into pretty soon, you'll be able to go on and just load your own gear and it'll just load automatically. Uh, we have to approve it because we want to make sure that we're getting good quality gear. You know, someone's not loading a bike that they found underneath the bridge or something right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, how do you guys um, manage like the like I don't know? Let's just, is, are the bikes inspected? How about the packing process and the shipping <clears throat> process? How does how does that get handled? Yeah, so we got a pretty awesome process. We're right now we're working with VeloFix, and so a lot of times when you know there's a lot of people that don't know how to build bikes or put bikes together so Mm -hmm. is what we do we work with bellifix um if bikes are donated they're usually checked out we usually uh we usually send them to a bellifix because there's a bellifix like almost everywhere in the united states now right so yeah uh, a guy will come do a we've got a red truck uh 10 point inspection that just makes sure that everything's right for if it's a carbon bike there's no cracks in it um, it's a good solid bike. We've actually got a couple of videos uh, already that we did with people donating bikes that uh, that uh, you know we sent over to uh, Velofix. They fixed them up, cleaned them up, and then put in a certificate as well. Very cool. And also too, we're working with local bike shops. 
Uh, we've got one local that actually, you know, Tri-Tech Bikes, uh, which is uh, Dylan right here in Portland. He kind of worked with us on creating the process. So uh, they get the buyer actually gets like a printed checkoff list signed by a mechanic in the box when it's shipped to him. That's very good. That's pretty good, cool. good, good piece of mind. Steve, what what yeah. sports would you say you you guys are f- like focusing on right now? Do you have a few you're focusing on? Or are you pretty open to any group of athletes that have gear that they would like to to go through you yeah. with? Well, right now, since we started, we're just focusing on cycling, but we've also got some other vertical sports coming down the line. Um, not vertical as in height, but just different mm-hmm. different sports. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, golf coming down the line pretty soon. We've got a pretty good connection with the PGA, someone in the PGA that works with drivers that, you know, that the pros have tested and this and that. And then, you know, usually these things just sit around in warehouses. So, you know, part of our concept is, People have stuff laying around yep. in the garage mm-hmm. or where, where, wherever it may be. If it's a brand, they have them in. They've got demos and back stock just sitting in the back doing nothing, right? So yeah. we come in, create this ecosystem to where you know we could tell stories about the brands, just tell stories about the, the equipment. But we're working with golf. We've actually got a tie-in with NASCAR right now. So – some interesting things are happening there, uh, but we are going to be, we're not just going to be cycling. We're going to be all sports. So, so Evan, Evan can hit you up when he's ready to sell his Speedos. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Use, <laughs> use we'll, Speedos. Yeah, we'll speed optional. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. Well, that's all good that stuff. Might, that might be a private auction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd be fine with that. And, and one last question before we move forward here. Uh, what are some of the charities? What are some of the bigger charities that you guys uh, have been working with? Yeah, so you know, we we just uh, you know we just wrote a pretty big check to um, Challenge Athletes Foundation that has been kind of a big stay with us since we started. Um, but we're moving into all kinds of uh, World Bicycle Relief. Uh, we've got um, a lot of the brands that are starting to choose their own um, uh, their own foundations that they have in order to you know in order to give. We've got. Um, you know, I won't say it because it'll probably get bleeped on here. But we there's a big team down in Southern California. I don't know if you've heard them, but it's the F Cancer team down there. Okay, it's the F Cancer uh, yeah. uh, Triathlon team. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, they are they just started down there. And Jason uh, Jason Williams down there. He he just started this team like back in August, and it's already got 400 plus members wow. around the world. And wow. it's, he had to shut he had to shut down like bringing people on because it's just him right now <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's it's growing like people it's it's so big so um oh, yeah. so we're really we're we're he's going to be part of we're moving in and helping him as as a team uh we've got the tunica humane society uh, and there's uh there's just a huge list of people but anyone could choose a foundation that they love um and uh we'll add them for you so Very we've cool. got Shannon here in town. Uh, Shannon's one of our big uh, triathletes, and uh, she's just an amazing athlete. She works with uh, Team Fox, which is the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, she's works. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of uh, a lot of triathlons with the Timex team. So good, mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, there's it's 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 all it's it's uh, there's no there's there's no foundation that we won't take and put up there for you. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, let 
Let's uh, let's go through our weekly backpedal real quick. Um, I'm going to start with you, Lance, because you don't look like you're ready. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> How was your week, Lance? Well, uh, my week was uh, gloriously fantastic. Which story do you want to hear? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, let's just let's just talk about like over here. <laughs> last time we talked to you, you were in Moab. Um, how did that wrap up? And you just got back just a few days ago. I correct? did. Um, you know. Uh, I spent a few more days down there in Moab. I had a couple of just fantastic rides down there and a couple of great hikes. I did a 10-mile hike with uh, my daughter and some of her friends and took the dog along who ran like 30 miles while we were running through this, walking through this creek. And so it was it was just fantastic. Spent a couple of days down there riding. I did some mountain biking. I did some road riding. Um, I had to get back because it was my youngest daughter's uh, final high school performance. Yes. So, uh, but waterworks. I, yes. So many waterworks. So I did, I did have to stop. I stopped in Ogden for a day to do uh, another kind of classic mountain bike ride around Snow Basin Resort uh, with a buddy. Yes. Mm. And um, and I had a business meeting in Ogden, too. I'm still trying to make some I'm looking, money. It's a beautiful place. I'm, yes. looking, I'm looking at a picture right now of Lance at Snow Basin Resort. Please go look at his Facebook if you haven't seen this picture. He's just <laughs> looking so photogenic. Is this is unreal. <laughs> Real quick, Lance, remind us what your Instagram uh, user handle is. It's, it's at Dr. Hep, at D-R-H-E-P-P. That's okay. my Instagram handle. And, and when yeah. you go there, you will see Lance provoking us with all of these pictures. <laughs> like It's like a big, giant middle finger to it everybody is. saying it is. It's, it's, look at look at i like the 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 road picture of the saddle right in line with the must have been a busy road yeah, there, there Lance. was nobody on that right. road <laughs> yeah but, like, just yeah. look at me in all my glory exactly, this is that's awesome. exactly what this picture says please please go follow me and like my pictures because my personal self-worth is tied to how many likes i get so. reasonable, reasonable. <laughs> so yeah i had i had a great week and then i made it back in time to uh see my daughter uh, last two high school performances, and she was was just, she killing it? But just fantastic. I, I'm just last so two ever. Last two ever because oh. she's a senior. How were and the waterworks, so, Lance? Oh yeah, I I broke up. Uh, I'm not going to tell that story again. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I did, I so it never I gets cried old. Several it never gets times. old for me. <laughs> Lance, how, how long did you get before the crying started? Um, I just, I have to like hide my head, Matt, and put it down. Now that my daughter has listened to this podcast. I'm so glad uh, that the Hepler family is like, listening to hey, us. Hey, Dad, did, uh, did you cry tonight? <laughs> like, shut up. Oh. <laughs> right. How is, has your, has your son come to accept your nicknames yet, or is he still... Uh, no, is he, he is in denial about uh, Lance we'll, Romance we'll and have to bring no him on. Lance. We'll, so, we'll have to bring him on here at some point and have this discussion. <laughs> so if you're the Batman, he's going to have to be the Robin, the psychic. We've got to give him a little psychic <laughs> name to go along with you. You know, I should say, my 22-year-old son is a lot funnier than I am. Oh, he is a oh riot. we got to bring him on. We got to bring him on. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's a fun kid to have around. Yeah, so. we'll have to bring him on. Hey, hey Lance, breakfast. I got a question yeah, for you. Yeah. I know that uh, you, you know, I took a year and a half off and coming back and gained a bunch of weight and I know that you were posting at yeah. the beginning of the year I just was watching you that, you know, you you had your fair share of gain as well. Yeah. So, so how are you doing on that now? Are you coming down? I am. Uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit on some uh, previous uh, podcasts. He's looking um, trim. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm 5'10". Actually, 
I should clarify that. I'm like 5'9 five, and five, a half, nine. but I tell everybody I'm 5'10 so because it feels better. Because it's two numbers instead of one <laughs> That's number. Right. So. So, hey, you can fudge. 5'10. <laughs> um, in January, I was 230. And I'm right. 185 today. Wow. Huge. Yeah. That's, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've I've taken some weight off, and it it has been, it it has been through determination making, and focus. To making do these that. The, the, these awesome pictures he takes are well earned pictures. It's not like he's driving to these points <laughs> and taking right. them. He's riding his bike to all these pictures. <laughs> so I've got a challenge for you. What's that? Okay, so right now I'm doing a, a Remy 30 and 90. So I'm I'm losing. 30 pounds in 90 days. I'm coming up on my first 30 and proceeds are going, people are donating to this cause and people are, and the proceeds go to world bicycle relief. Okay. okay? So how much more do you want to lose? I, I really shouldn't lose a whole lot more. Actually, it sounds like you can. Do we you can go strong per pound. Shape, or <laughs> we can, it, we like... can make it like a like a larger thing per pound. My, <laughs> my, my wife doesn't like me when I'm like below 175. Super or, skinny. Yes, uh, yeah. She thinks I look too freaky. So she wants something to hold on. That's to, your right? wife would. Right. Your wife would not so, be a fan of me. Now. If you were like, if you were like 170 with shaved legs, what would your wife? How would you oh like yeah, I, I'd I'd sleep on the couch, or I'd I'd be off on another trip. There would be no the more of Lance Rover. Okay, so maybe we'll wait till next winter to do the challenge. Maybe, maybe that'd be better. <laughs> That's fun. Hey Matt, you're in Michigan. Yeah. What's going on, dude? What's what's going on with you in this past yeah, week? What are you doing yeah. out there? Uh, family trip to Michigan, uh-huh. and I brought I did bring some biking stuff out here. And what's fantastic is, I, you know, um, I mentioned my father-in-law before. You know, he's he's down for biking for sure. Yep. And I get to ride his 1989 Lotus 12-speed uh, yes. uh, with down-tube shifting. Yes. Oh, down-tube. Which is it's, it's totally awesome. Hey, it's lighter. I have yet to post pictures, but, but I will definitely jump on that and send some photos your guys' way. But, yeah, I mean, it's been cool. I'm going to – I'm taking out tomorrow morning also for a spin, so should be good. Excellent. Oh. And where do you get home at? Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. Good. I need my lunch riding bar partner back. Good. <laughs> yeah. Full, full Michigan report next week. We gotta talk some Ohio Michigan yeah. like rivalry stuff here. This is I love that okay. state though, Matt. Absolutely. Yeah. Michigan's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Evan, how was your past yeah, week? Oh, the, sorry, I cut you off. Matt, tell us okay. tell us more about you, Matt. Tell us more about you. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm boring. I'd much rather hear about uh, Matt right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're just heads down training or what? Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I missed you at Fallen Leaf today, Swam. The, 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 uh, I was telling yeah. you before the podcast, the buoys are still there. So I'm going to bring up a controversial topic here because we have some people here, Matt and Lance, I'm not throwing out names, that said <laughs> it's a reasonable that people are complaining that their wedding pictures have the buoys in the background. That, to me, now I know I'm not a married man here, but that, to me, is ridiculous. Have you ever dealt that with is, a, like, freaked out psycho bride? I have never dealt with that, and I hope well, that I never have to. <laughs> Buoys in the background. Are you kidding? It's that that would be like Photoshop 101. It is an orange buoy, and it's like yeah, it's true. like so small, so small in the back of the picture. Or you just move somebody in front of it during the picture. Well, that's a good point. I mean, come on. <laughs> how how else am I supposed to know that I just swam 1K if we're not ruining your wedding pictures? 
I just want to see you in some wedding picture. That would be like, so- you just like <laughs> someday, out, Evan. Just I'm like flailing arms, like awkwardly put. I'm like awkwardly putting on my my wetsuit in the back of some wedding picture. So when somebody's getting married there, and I'm sure that people listening to this, and we have people listening in Norway now. Hey, people yeah. from Norway. Hello, Norway. <laughs> I'm like, Norway. We don't really care about Fallen Leaf Lake, but is it um, is it okay for you to go swimming there if there's a wedding, yeah. or are you completely oh, well, kicked out? No, no. I mean, like if there's a wedding there, no. I'm pretty sure. No, well, is that an etiquette thing? Or? So there are some people who will slip in the back side. Yeah. I probably shouldn't even be saying this on this podcast because now they're going to be looking for that. But there's <laughs> there's a sneaky, sneaky way to get in if if it's like a reserved park. Oh. I'm not sure how often it's reserved for weddings. Matt, how, how often would you say it's reserved for weddings? Well, we don't know what but it's reserved for we just know that it's reserved and it's reserved almost every weekend throughout the summer so okay so we got to be sneaky sneaky or monday well monday's not a weekend right so i'll just go on Mondays. no we yeah. just yeah just use user user mondays yep yeah okay but yeah it's it's basically this like nice little i mean pond is probably the better word to call it right matt it's it's a big pond. It's, right? yeah it's a big pond but it's great for open our, water our swimming a thousand meters yeah yeah and it's just th- this great. So I mean, if they take those buoys away, I'm gonna I'm gonna climb a tree and protest or something. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna wade water in the middle until they put them back. <laughs> I like that. Anything else, Matt? Before I step on your uh, <laughs> your back pedal again? <laughs> yeah. No. It's fine. Oh, Feel free to step away. All right. <laughs> so much stepping. Oh man. Bowl in a china shop here. Yeah. Evan, how was your week, man? Uh, that that was pretty. Just head down training right now, but uh, been doing some. Fun stuff on the side. The running program at our clinic is just growing, and we're getting busy, and I'm getting to treat the population I like to treat, yeah, which nice. is just a bunch of endurance athletes. You're all crazy, but you make my day. So I've heard my wife's running group. Um, she's yeah. got about a dozen people that want to sign up and, and come to see you. Yeah. They're just trying to work out the logistics. Yeah, it's we're, cool. we're, we're going to work out some some logistics here, maybe do it out of Movement Revolution. So I was just talking to Robbie today, so we're going to... We're gonna see 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 what's the best location to get everybody because I want to do as many people at once, but um yeah it's it, it's good I just like talking about running and endurance sports so anybody wants like sign me on for an in service I'll do it for free I just want to talk about it so cool yeah Steve how was your week man yes, sir. what you got coming up too you've got uh you, I'm sure you got a lot of I'm packing like, going well, on I just got back from a Cali trip and I'm here for about a a week and a half i leave i've been here about a week and a half and i leave on thursday again for about a three-week trip now so just kind of spreading the word heading down to california you know we're a big sponsor of uh monster media racing so yep. uh so we're actually taking our new red truck van that we call red yep <laughs> for, for, <laughs> no <fitting>. way <laughs> <laughs> that's clever right? we're taking red down uh down to cali and picking up some uh picking up a lot of the monster media bikes and heading to Tulsa Tough, so uh, that's a. I don't know if you guys have seen that race or been there, but it's is that a, is that a, a gravel cool. grinding race? What what, what oh, is that? No, it is a insane weekend of racing. It's like ten thousand people each day. Oh my! Gosh. Um, there's one race on Sunday, and it has this famous hill called like Crybaby Hill, <laughs> and it's a circuit crit. No, thank you. And this it's this hill. You get tons, you get hundreds and hundreds of the local people come out and stand on this hill. And it's like the tour de France. Oh, that's awesome. On this hill. 
you have like literally you have people that have signed up to be referees to clear the path when the cyclists are coming. <laughs> it, it's insane. That's if you cool. guys haven't seen the video of it, you have to see it. But uh, it's out. also going to be broadcasted on uh, usacrits.tv, I believe. Huh. Um, but but there's always it's always broadcasted. Uh, it's always streamed live, so it's pretty awesome. So uh, Monster Media, you know, Phil Tinsman is yep. one like. He won it last year. Um, uh, he's, he's won the he's, he won the overall the year before. So we have a pretty huge. We got we got uh, Michael Olheiser on the team now. So you know he's a three time world champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Was racing on um, uh, Chris Horner's team two years ago. Hmm. Uh, that team that he was on that here. Was, so uh... yeah. So it's going to be. Uh, and then from there, I come back, drop off all the bikes, um, hit a couple of races. And then back up to Oregon. Will you be racing when you're out there? Will you be doing a, a, a couple of trips at uh, Crybaby? I think I'm, for one of the races, I think I'm still a little bit too heavy. For one of them, I think I might be okay. So we'll just have to see. Very cool. Well, I look <laughs> I forward just start, to hearing about it. I just started literally training about 30 days ago. So Was it Lupus Racing Team? Yes. Steve Lupus. Yeah. 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 Yep. Cool. Right on. Well, yeah. I had a, uh, anything else, Steve? Otherwise, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get into me here real quick. Yeah, actually, I do want to throw something out. Go for it. So we are starting a red truck. Is starting a ambassador program with some with some uh, high profile athletes next year. We're kind of we're working on it now. But one of our athletes, uh, Lily Williams, just won the uh, U.S. Uh, just won the um, Winston Salem uh, race today, the women's mm-hmm. race. So that was pretty awesome. Just want to give a big shout out to her against all the top women pro team so uh, I don't know if you guys watched that on the live stream but it was a pretty awesome race and she beat out one of the Astana girls by like two inches wow so that's, yeah it was, <laughs> well, it was pretty awesome if you guys aren't watching that series on, on the streaming you have to because it's just really really great racing out there where can, where, where's the easiest place to find it streaming Steve uh, usacrits.tv okay so check cool. that out. I didn't even know there was such a thing, and yeah. I oh, do now. Yeah. And you can yeah. you can find some of that stuff on Steep Hill too, but I think it's got to be like I'm I'm not sure how much they cover continental gotcha. wise. Yeah, gotcha. But we love yeah, to hear USA whenever Astana's getting the beaten. Most continental stuff. Yeah, yeah. As long as Astana's getting beaten, we're all happy. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you you need to uh, support Lance Romance on that team. That's what really? you need. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm huge in the Czech Republic. That is true. Yeah, and Norway. Yeah, one <laughs> thing. Uh, one thing. thing what I want to do sh- shout out is that you know I remember when you moved up here a couple of years ago, two three years ago. Uh huh. And you were looking, you know, for I just wanted to say that it's pretty impressive for what you've done and what you created. I know that you came on to Monster Media and raced with us for a year. Uh huh. And then you expressed wanted to, you know do kind of your own thing and i will say that it's pretty awesome to see what you've grown and see what you've done and the people that you've collected um being a part of obra now that i think that's an awesome thing and uh so i just wanted to thank you just for you know all the thing that everything that you've done in the cycling community here in oregon has been nothing but positive and uh it's been pretty awesome so thank you for that i take that as a big compliment coming from you steve really appreciate that it's been a lot of fun, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So how was your week, Jake? My week? How's the hip? 
Let's address that. <laughs> you know what? The, the swelling has gone down. There's still a little bit of like a little bit of discomfort there, but the hip feels yeah. pretty good. I actually um, oh, the ribs was the other. Yeah. It, well, it was the, it's the ribs that are bugging me, and, and that yeah. was what my limiting factor was all week. And then yesterday there was a, a little segment that all the stars aligned. I'm like, I'm gonna go for this. Yeah. And it's a segment I've been chasing on Strava for about two and a half years now, and I took it. <laughs> I was like. Oh wow! Oh, maybe wow. maybe the, maybe the ribs are coming. It was only like a like forty five seconds or something. You need like to that. get a couple more rib torsions. Maybe that gave <laughs> you a, gave you a two no. three watt average. Right. <laughs> so twenty five seconds? No, about forty five seconds. I, I think I held oh, like. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> really I'm not telling you because I know what kind of watch you can throw down. That Steve. just gave Steve's motivation. I needed it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, long story short, it, it was uh, kind of a nice week to get back on the bike and start knees. Thing, it, it was not comfortable, and I've I actually. I went into the dock and had some things looked at, but um, and I'm going to be working on, on getting it set back into place. But yeah. it's one of those times where I, I need to, it needs to go away because I got to get back to training. We've got, gosh, what is about two and a half weeks or so before yeah. the state championships, and I am wanting to be back out there. I got to get my fitness kind of rounded back into shape, and I got to get this pain to, to go away because I want to go out there and have a good result and go out there and support the team and, and figure uh, that, you know, if I, now's the time and I've, I have yeah. to get there and do it so hopefully this so next week be careful, will be be so careful not to push it too hard because if you do trust me I did that in 2016 I crashed in a pro race and I pushed it too hard coming back and I got uh, infection on my hip oh boy and it took, you know, it, it pretty much killed my season because I tried to come back too fast. So yeah. just be careful, Jake. I got all the, the the road rashes pretty much all healed up. I mean, that that's good. Uh, tegaderm is worth its weight in gold. That oh, stuff yeah. is magical. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I've used it for many years. I bought stock in that years ago. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, all the road rashes, it's gone. I don't have any more open wounds on me, or at okay. least I don't think that's I do. That's great. Um, it's just dealing with some ribs that are out of place and then um, a bone bruise on my pelvis that's pretty nasty. We had that, um, I don't know if you, saw the the crash footage but the the p12 race at cherry pie a couple weekends ago um i got mixed up in that and hit somebody going almost 35 miles an hour flew over the bars and that wasn't a pretty sight but got back on the bike finished the race and and went lick mm-hmm. my wounds and have been doing so for the last two and two weeks and change so yeah but so uh, so so we've got two and a half weeks to the state championship yeah right? okay, yeah yeah and um, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'll have the fitness or the legs to, to, you know, basically go after it for myself. But we've got some strong teammates, and our 40s group is pretty yeah. damn strong. So I yeah. want to go out there and support the the best possible guy. And if I can, you know, it, it, whatever I can throw at it, I want to be able yeah. to do that. And I just need you're to not, be able to show up. You're not going to race this next week. Yeah, it's the yeah. Silverton uh, State Championship road race. Okay. So that's on March. I'm sorry, not March. Uh, June 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we got to make sure uh, Jake's ready to go. Cool. Yeah. Okay, let's go into our first topic. Um, our first topic today is um, how we all, all, all of us here on this discussion today, how we stay consistent with our training, with our nutrition, with racing, etc. And basically how we also combat distractions and temptations and unruly schedules and things of that nature so that we can stay consistent. So I wanted to, to bring this up because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be coming into the race season here for like the short track racing season. And there's a lot of people are starting to get ready for cyclocross training and there's people coming off of road racing and there's mm-hmm. just like, there's, uh, there's change right now. And so I want to help people try and stay consistent. So I figured we could bring that up and we've got some great people sitting here that have done a lot of great work in their time. And I want to know, how do you guys stay consistent? Let's start with you, Lance. You got anything that, that you use? Um, <clears throat> You know, when I have a big race on the schedule, I definitely try to have a training plan set 
for two or three months with daily workouts that I put into the plan. And I usually have a coach that gives me some uh, instruction and makes me accountable. You've got to be accountable. What's what's your relationship with your coach? Are you the type of guy where he's like, okay, do these types of workouts, your creative autonomy on the workouts, <laughs> or are you like whatever the coach tells me I'm going to um, do no matter what? I, I found early on in my not only athletic but business career that um, the more coachable you are, the more successful you would be. Oh, so God, I could take that advice. <laughs> <laughs> so I would do what my coaches told me to do. Uh-huh. I would really try to do what my coaches to do. Yeah. Having said that, I have had no coach or no plan for like the last three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, I, I have just basically... Trained now, and now, now on was field. that more true for you though when you were a decathlete and that coach is there every day? I could not have done any of that without a coach. Yeah, yeah, and that's but so that's ingrained. But your coach was me. there. The, 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 the yes. difference in today's world with the cycling triathlon coaches, obviously, sometimes your coach is a dude in New York, right? Or a dude, you know, uh, who's, who's not seeing you, call. who's not seeing you at the track every day. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, most of the coaches I've had in cycling or triathlon have all been offsite. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. yeah, and some of them are email. great guys out there. I mean, yeah. they're really good. But yeah, it's it's harder to find. I think somebody who's able to have that touch. Yeah. But I I was always much more consistent mm-hmm. if I actually had a plan that actually went in my calendar and I had a coach that I was accountable to. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that's good advice. Yeah. Even though yeah, I haven't done that for yeah. the last couple of years. How about you, Matt? Um, you, you kind of play both sides of the coin. You you coach. Yeah, kids, and you were right. probably coached as well. What are some of your uh, your tips? Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I I'll probably repeat some of what Lance said, and and that's just like have a when you have that big race to train for, like actually when you write it down, and it doesn't have to be like I mean it could be pen and paper, whatever it is, but like having this for me, I like stretch out you know either a digital calendar or whatever it is like month by month towards this race and what I want to do. And it's pretty easy if you start with a race and you work backwards, you basically know it's like, okay, well you have this race. Okay. So it's, you know, you could be like the state road championships. The date of that's not going to change, right? Like that's the date. And then, you know, like three weeks prior to that, you need to be doing certain workouts. And so Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to kind of like work backwards from that particular race you know that you need to be hitting certain workouts at certain times. And so it get, it makes it, you know, more and more difficult to, to skip stuff. And, and then some of the things like, um, let's say you're off visiting the in-laws in Ionia, Michigan, you can kind of plan for those Personal breaks experience. where it's like, this is a, you know, I, I start to have a little few things here and there that are a little bit out of control. Um, and you kind of just can accommodate those trips. So, so I'm going to interject here and play devil's advocate for both of you. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm hearing two type a personalities with training, <laughs> which is good because Lance and Matt are Wait both. Hear mine. Oh, good. So, so, oh, I wonder, I wonder if me and Steve will be on the same page or if Steve's even more type a, but so we, we got Matt, Matt and Lance are both very successful endurance athletes in the way that they've approached it. Uh, when I was growing up, I was around a guy who I respected a lot. Uh, his name was Dan Payton, and he was a cyclist and a triathlete in Dayton, Ohio, which I know to all of you is like, there are endurance athletes in Dayton, Ohio. It's barely a city, but there are a lot of great athletes in that city. So <laughs> th- this was a guy I looked up to growing up, and he used to train, very busy guy. He owned his own plumbing company and was always busy. He would train by 
when he got up that morning, depending on how he felt, he would choose what he was going to do. He would do it, get done with his work day. And if he had the legs, he would go and do another workout. And he repeated that every single day and was wildly Just successful. Totally by feel. Yep. Yeah. By, and, and, yep. and, I, and I'll tell you what, your body. I think and Steve, I think, okay. yeah. And, 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 and I think Matt, you, you would agree to some extent. That's good. I think it depends on the athlete. Cause I know for me, like I trained that way for years. Like I would wake up and if I felt good, I would ride the bike as long and as hard as I could and then jump off. And if I had the legs, I'd run. And I mean, I would do it with a Timex Correct. watch, like literally a Timex. <laughs> I didn't even know how long I was going. I would just run for like an hour. And if it was good, it was like five minutes up, five minutes down, five minutes, you know, just like make up workouts as I went. And it worked for that time period. Now, can I do that now? Yeah. Probably not. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> there was a time period where that worked. Yeah. And I think you can kind of do both, right? Like I almost mm-hmm. think you should be doing both, right? Like you yeah. should always wake up and listen to your body like holy crap i'm super sore like i need to make and this is probably where lance and i disagree where he's like nope i you know coach says do this i'm gonna go off the door and do it right like yeah yeah and i'm i'm deaf like oh i wake up and oh i drank too much beer last <laughs> night like okay <laughs> you know you, lance you, has you never had that problem for the record hopefully, hopefully it's not for the wrong reasons <laughs> but uh but sometimes it is so you know I think, um, you know, for, for me right now, like this trip has been a nightmare, right? Where it's like absolutely brutally hot here. You know, I'm going to get out for a couple bike rides. Haven't been able to swim at all. Cause haven't been able to go to like a lap, you know, swim pool and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. been able to run a little bit, but it's been pretty hot, very little biking. Right. You know, and I'm, and I'm not biking on a super comfortable bike. So it's kind of like, okay, not ideal, but yeah. we'll make the most of it and, you know, we'll roll with it. And, you know, and you wake up each day and you kind of see how you feel and uh, you yeah. feel okay, you keep doing more. So, and that's, you can I, do both. And I think, yeah, it, I, there, there, there's definitely a middle ground I would say, but I think it also like depends on the per like somebody like Lance, who at least from, from what we know with, with your business success and everything you've done there, you seem to be a person that like thrives off that, like step-by-step process yes. of like putting in the work every day yes. Yes. and keeping it consistent. Yeah. I think there's also like a, like another athlete that, that, that comes from that same work ethic, but does it a different way where it's like, I'm going to truly listen to like, whatever I think I can do today, I'm going to do and not like, you know, whatever's written on the paper. Both ways can be successful. I mean, you, you could hear a million pro stories on both sides of guys at the top of their game. I mean, I know I heard a story about Thibaut Pino, uh, or no, wait, it was, it was Pierre, uh, it was Pierre uh, Roland, who's a professional, uh, bike racer on the world tour. And they had said, like, I think until just recently, he didn't have a coach and he would just go out and ride like they trained in like the 1940s. Like he would just go yep. and like, OK, Pierre, right down your alley. What's your train? <laughs> what's your train day? Uh, I rode 150 miles. I don't know. It's like, what'd you do? Uh, I don't know. When the road went up, I went hard. And when it wasn't, I didn't go hard. And that was his training day. And he'd ride six, seven hundred mile weeks. And people were like, oh, my God, if this guy was training with any specificity, he'd be so fast. But yeah. Yeah. How about you, Steve? I got a great story about all that. And, um, you know, my days go back to when, you know, I was racing back 23 years ago and Steve Haig was my training partner. Uh, we would meet up and on Wednesday rides, go do about 125 mile oh my rides. And then, uh, with, within that, he would chase me down Pacific coast highway. He'd give me like a five minute head start. I'd always lose. <laughs> <laughs> You that's know, pretty but, big name uh, chasing you. That's not I bad. Mean, those, 
yeah, those were the days that, I mean, Horner, we were racing with Horner. One of the last races I raced with Horner, we, Horner and I were, we were in a crit, we left the field. And those were the days back when we trained, like it was the old mentality of just putting in the miles. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the, the hard part for me is come switching that mentality. I have a coach now and he's a great coach. Um, and it's been really hard to switch that mentality for me because I still have that. Sometimes it's you know it's that that more that that more is better, mm-hmm. you know, and that um, it, it's it's gotten. I've just now started to make that turn where I put in more quality yeah. and more harder. So if you look at some of my rides now, just a ride I did today, yeah, uh, kind of a, I called it a bit of everything. Right, threw in a couple hard sprints there. Uh, climbed hard on the wasn't a long one but i did it a pretty hard ride so for me it's 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 learning how to i would say going back to what you guys were talking about about listening to your body and especially the older that we get it takes longer to recover yep mm-hmm. right i mean i've got uh, <laughs> yeah, i got look back Jake in the day where i remember right we could do you know three four days of 100 miles plus and then now it's like yeah. <laughs> right. I just went hard an hour and a half last night. I need to rest the next day. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's got to be hard you for know, you too so- because you've um you've had kind of a, a storied past. I mean, you've won yeah. some pretty damn big races yeah. in your day. I mean, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but you were a state champion too, crit racer, correct? Yeah, while yeah, a long time ago. So, but I mean, you you had a lot of excess, success with that training program. So it's got to be hard for you to make that 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 change or to have that paradigm shift in your life. And and it's good to hear that you're you're you know making some changes and it's actually working for you. Yeah, you just need to. I I would say the best thing is just really everybody is different. And I have a great coach uh, that works for Source Endurance. His name is Matt Hill. He's actually up in um, Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh, he does a lot of, he does, he's like, used to work with Greg LeMond. Um, uh-huh. He he works a lot in the, in uh, people that do cyclocross. And uh, so he's kind of helped me just, he's been patient with me. I'm the kind of rider, I'm an emotional rider, right? So no. I may feel like I, you know, and I may feel one day, yeah, I get out there. I just, I'm not the kind of rider where I'm just like head down. I got to go train. Hey, if it's an ugly day out and I'm having a bad day, I just, sometimes I don't ride. Yeah. You know, I have a hard yeah. time getting on the trainer, but if it's a beautiful day, I love to get out there and explore and, yep. you know, so yeah. he's working with me and it's, it's, it's just, it's a process. I'll say that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Steve, Steve, have would you say... What advice would you give, you know, people coming out of the, those years of their lives where they're more, you know, competitive racing and going into those years where it's, you know, like uh, obviously you have a lot of things outside of racing going on in your life now right. and just kind of balancing that expectation of results along with, you know, uh, obviously for you, like everything that red truck yeah. entails and all of that that's going on sure. in your life. I will say don't force anything. Just let things kind of go. And that's kind of what I've, I've, you know, I took a year and a half off, went through some stuff with an old company that I was working with, put a lot of time and it didn't deliver anything, but some kind of some heartache and, uh, you know, started, helped started Red Truck and it kind of put me back on the right path of, of kind of uh, being who I love to be. Um, and I didn't, you know, I just, I, I told myself I could come back when I want to come back. Yeah. And, um, I would say just be patient. Just be patient and listen to yourself. Don't don't force anything because what I told my coach is that 
I had a hard time when he was giving me these workouts and I woke up and I just, I felt, I mean, I don't want to sound like I was weak or anything, but I just was having a hard time like emotionally and going through, going through some depression when it was like raining for six months here. Oh, yeah. We've all been you know? there. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that's, God. and that's hard here. And I'm a, yeah. I'm a Southern California guy. So it's like, oh, that's you know, rough. It, that, that really beats on me here. And, um, so I was going through some stuff there and, 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 I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to like, I told him, I said, I can't, I'm having a hard time. If I, if I, if I miss a program, if I miss a day that you have for me, then I feel even worse. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, so it's like, I just had to step back and just say, you know what, give your, just relax a little bit. Don't sometimes we're so hard on ourselves about trying to follow the program that we're just not human. We try to be a machine and yeah. we're not a machine. Well, yeah. Jake is, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even, even there, it's, I mean, we, we talk about these sports and you know, some of us who started these, I mean, we got a decathlete here started very young. Jake's been bike racing forever. Matt's been a runner since he was right. born. You know, I've been doing triathlon and running forever. And there does come that point where you've got to address the the mental and emotional health of it too. It's yes. like, you can't do this for 20 years, like grind away consistently. You got to address some of that stuff. So yeah, thanks. Thanks Steve. That's, that's great insight yes. there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I tend to find though that we all, we all do go through those moments where it, it's gray, it's gloomy, it's cold, it's raining. And we just, you, you're just, you get, you're over it, you know, mm-hmm. sort of keep mm-hmm. standing on there. But I find that when you are with like-minded people, Yep. And they yep. they hate it just as much as you do, but you guys get out there and the old cliche of misery loves company. Yeah, or the, yeah. Adage, right. That it, it works. That's and, the brotherhood of cycling right and, there, ancestor. Exactly. <laughs> You're not going to get that every day. And I, mm-hmm. usually when it's crappy weather out, like I, I really do look forward to that one group ride. And if it's mm-hmm. you know 42 degrees and raining, and we're going to go out, and we're going to knock out 50, 60, 70 miles. I look for. I still look forward to that, yeah. even though I know it's going to suck. I look forward yeah. to it because you're out there with eight, ten, twelve, fifteen other people having mm-hmm. fun, even if it's yeah. just a couple buddies. But I, I can't. I, like, like Steve, there are certain days where I'll look outside, and it could be like a Wednesday, and I've got to go out and ride at lunchtime, and it's just absolute crap weather, and I'm like. I, I can't do it. So, right. but you know, yeah. thankfully, I mean, I, I don't mind the trainer that much. Um, and I know that I have to get my work done. So, I mean, there's stuff like Zwift that makes it at least somewhat entertaining. Mm-hmm. We did our, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Zwift has made it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did our, our Tuesday night Zwift rides, um, with the team. And I just, I'm like, I need, I need to put something on the calendar. And this is one of my other points that I'm going to hold myself accountable to that. I know that yeah. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. Well, I, I, I was the one that was orchestrating the whole thing. So I had, to be there I could no yeah. excuses so right I, and the first right. time I did it I think we had about 10 or 12 people show up online to do this and I'm not kidding you can go back and look at my Strava post and it'll say the most fun I've ever had on a trainer I swear it was an hour and 45 minutes maybe maybe Ooh, two hours fantastic. and it felt like it was 20 minutes it felt like I was on an outside ride with my friends and we're we're all you know slogging away on our trainers and we're all seeing each other and and you know chatting with each other and talking with each other on discord I'm like that was really cool so yeah. you've just got to I don't know. You gotta like rework it a little bit and, and make yourself yep. accountable some way and, and find friends and, and training partners to work with so that you can Fre- kind of get through. Friends are the huge thing here. And Matt, I think you, you, me, and Lance here will be able to speak to this. Like that's the thing that's awesome about the cycling world is there is that team aspect yeah. that can get you through those yes. days. Because I'll tell you what, 
Matt, there have been a couple mornings this training block. I look at that pool in the morning. I'm like, what am I doing here? If I have to swim (laughs) one more lap this morning, I am going to lose my mind. Like it is, it's not nearly as friendly of a world in triathlon, unfortunately. Yeah. The only thing I do with water is drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it that way. It's it's a much better. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all hit on some pretty good points there. Um, you know, another big thing is, you know, be a part of a team or a club. Um, if you're not going to go out and race, but you're still looking to find fitness, go find a good club. A good local club will oh, hold yeah. you accountable, and you'll find those right. friends out there yeah. that will hold you accountable. And they will, if it's a good club, you're running stuff year-round. So Dialed you can definitely... triathlon, please, people. <laughs> <laughs> so... The Dow Triathlon team yeah. is taking <laughs> we shape. We are taking it's, members. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, they're actively rec- recruiting and growing. So, yeah. but um, yeah, I had somebody contact me this week. Does Dial really? have a triathlon club? Oh, like we do. This? <laughs> <They> do. <laughs> Interesting. You should ask. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, find yourself a good training partner too. Find somebody who is um, at your level that, that will go out and train with you and push you a little bit hard, yeah. harder than you probably would normally push yourself you know, and, and you, enjoy that. It's fun. You know the funny saying, like they're like, you should train with somebody a little bit faster than you. Really, when you think about that, that makes no sense because that means that that person training with you is training with somebody a little bit slower. Sure. So if everybody <laughs> took that analogy, yeah. but, but you really should try and find somebody just like barely faster than that's you. That's every time days. I ride with Jake. You there you go. He, Jake is losing. Yes, I'm, I'm with better. Steve there. Always <laughs> find somebody faster. And then if you're the fastest guy, go train by yourself. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, good stuff. You guys have anything else to add to that list? Anyone? Bueller? I'm good. Bueller. <laughs> okay, well, then we'll move on to topic number two. This one was inspired by Mr. Lance and his uh, escapades of being all over the place and posting these freaking pictures. Just going to look at Lance's pictures while we're talking about it. It was <laughs> epic ride after epic ride after epic ride. And I'm like, this is killing me. So I, I want to um, kind of hit on that subject. And I want to know, for, for all you guys, what are some epic rides that you've done? And what are some uh, epic rides that are on your bucket list of rides that you guys would like to do in the future before you kick the bucket? Shoot. <laughs> well, let's make this dark. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Matt? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to ride, uh, do some stuff in the Redwoods. Uh, I've ridden in Northern California a good bit, but I just really want to go hit up like the Redwoods and maybe actually like a, maybe like a, um, a ride and then run also. Cause there's good trails as well. And I don't really love biking on the trails as much as I enjoy running on the trails. So that's on my, that's high up on my hit list. Can we do that this fall together, Matt? I would really like to do that with you. Gosh. Like that sounds like a lot of fun. This is the problem with like. This is the problem with like having kids and oh, having jobs. Right. Can't we just take like a bro trip coaching, though? Coaching we can't just do a bro trip together. Hey, I'd, be, I'd be up for that too. I was there in yeah, November. Yeah. I shouldn't actually speak up. Never mind. Can I? Can I go with Lance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So maybe like late fall, I could do it after cross country season. Very cool. How about mm. you, Evan? Uh, I was in Colorado before I moved out here for a little bit. There's two rides that come to mind for me. I did a Mount Evans ride. Uh, mm-hmm. we made it almost to the top of Mount Evans. And then it was like a hunt that Steve will like, this is not impressive. It was like 120 mile a day. So my legs were hurting, but we were getting towards the top and the weather changed real quick up there. 
and we had to like flip around because up the road there was hail. Uh-oh. And it was like chasing us. <laughs> so we had to flip around and descend. If anybody's ever done like any of those Colorado descents, it's like when you hit the tree line, it's like oh, you're yeah. safe. Yeah. So is that Steve, have you done some training out, out around Colorado where you have to hit the tree lines, like the oxygen just like hits you in the face? Oh, yeah. I lived out in Colorado or Colorado Springs at the, at the Olympic Training Center. Oh, we did yeah. Some epic rides out there. Like, yeah. It's just there and uh oh yeah that's incredible i mean running away from weather was the most exciting thing i've ever done in my life like that was so much fun (laughs) we were tearing down that descent for our lives and it was awesome but um yeah we did that and then we did the fearsome uh, is it the fearsome four the fearsome five i can't i I think it's the fearsome four it's the ride around the boulder peaks um Mm -hmm. there's like it's like sunshine peak magnolia uh i'm gonna forget the other two but um you have a ride up to Estes park yeah, uh, we, we, that, that was another day we, we did do a ride out yeah. there. Um, the, the Magnolia or, uh, not, not Magnolia was sunshine was the one that has the gravel up towards the top, which was funny cause I was riding a nine speed and I'm weak. So I literally <laughs> had to walk the bike up a turn while my friends just dropped me and didn't care cause they're boulder rights and just are all strong. So there's like, see a kid and they just see at the top. Like 12. 12, 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was basically spinning at twenty. I think it was my old school block. Uh, yeah, I was out of the saddle, basically leg pressing every single revolution. But yeah, those, those are my two favorites. And anybody who wants to take me on cool rides out here, I'm open for all future <laughs> rides. So, how about you, Steve? God, you know what? I gotta say that um, you know I, I've done a lot of great rides. Uh, I lived in Germany for a while, rode r- r- over there in the Black Forest. But I could tell you, I, I watched. Did you guys watch any of the uh, Tour of Italy? Absolutely, yeah. I watched all of it. Man, did you guys watch like the Stage 19? Yeah. With yes. The, oh yeah. my God! I mean, what an epic! I am not a hill climber by all means. Uh huh. <laughs> but. but I would say for my bucket list, that is probably what I want to go do yeah. probably within the next three to four years. I want to go do that ride. I want to go do that one. Just stage. that whole stage would be great. Yeah. The, yeah oh that, my was God. Just, that was just amazing. And what a, you know what? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind stopping and having a couple of beers like every like yeah. five <laughs> kilometers or something. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. in Italy, they only do glasses of wine. It'd have to be a glass of wine every stop, I think. <laughs> right. right. That, that, I mean, that, that was, was like 12,000 yeah, feet of climbing, so. wasn't it? Was it like 12,000 feet that they had in the stage? It was, it was yeah, something was, ridiculous. Yeah. And to watch Froom do what he does, I mean, that was just crazy. I mean, so oh, I, just, I just thought, uh, I just thought, God, I want to do that. Definitely on got, my... I'm psyched for that, you know? On so. my bucket list, I, I definitely would love to do um, all these classic climbs in oh, Europe, yeah. in France. Yeah. Italy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I should clarify that. I want to do all the classic descents. <laughs> I, I want to drive I, up the I would, I'm going to ride the electric bike to the top, and then I want to do all the classic descents. From yes. That's what I want to do. Any takers on what the over-under is? Uh, how many shows? Uh, was it next week? Maybe the week after that? That's where you're going to be calling in from? I might, I might yeah. call in from the, from the Alpe d'Huez or from the Stelvio. Uh, next we week. should Fun. so put that together. That would be a, a, a podcast trip to Alpe d'Huez. <laughs> That's oh. that's actually I've I've been thinking oh, I'm gonna ruin a surprise on this podcast. But when my dad retires, my gift to him is I want to take him to the tour one year. We're gonna try and follow the tour. We're gonna try yeah, to ride and follow neat. the tour. Yeah. yeah, we've got some guys on the team, the Burkampus brothers. They um, mm-hmm. they went out there and they uh, hired a, yeah they hired a, a a group 
I can't remember the name of the group, but anyway, the group takes you through all of the the routes. Oh, it's like the routes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it was fully supported, and the cool part about it was is um, all the boys chipped in, and they took their dad. For oh, I think God, it was his his like 50th birthday or something like that. I need to get yeah. in contact with them for that. That would be really yeah. cool. They posted some incredible pictures. Yes. and that was the Alps, the Alpes. They um they had the the podium, and they were all standing on the podium, oh. and they're all wearing Dow kits. All wearing like Dow all kits. five oh. of them on the Alpes. <laughs> yeah, yes. and they were getting all kinds of attention they're out there. People were like taking cool pictures family. with them. So yeah, yeah it was that it was is fun. too cool. Hey, S- Steve, have you done any riding out uh, towards like the classics area, like Belgian French border area? Yeah, so when I when I lived there, I lived in Freiburg, which is kind of the south part of Germany, and we did a lot of riding and racing, you know, down there, the south of France and and Belgium, and um, I mean, we kind of traveled everywhere, but we were in and out so much that you never, I mean, you know, you never got to really see anything. It was just like uh-huh. you just raced and you went back, and you know, um, I stayed with um, uh, Mike Kluga, who is like four-time world cyclocross champion he brought me over there uh uh to race with him and um yeah there's there's some i mean you know when you're riding over there and you're just training or racing and you're like rolling by these ruined castles that have been there for you know two thousand years i mean a thousand years something it's just it's it's absolutely amazing so it's there there's so there's so much that you can take in. I would love to go back there and just spend like a month and do what I did, only not going like 30 miles an hour. And, <laughs> and, and not have your head just jammed down on your stem and looking up at the, yeah. Doing your best room impression. Yeah, or That's, freezing cold and whiskey in your bottle so yeah. your bottle doesn't freeze That's up, a- you know? <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, so, some of those climbs get so up there. I mean, they've got, I mean, I know at least when we were in Colorado, like, I was such a, I, I like that the guys I was riding with would just make fun. Like nobody told me the first day. I'm like, eh, it's pretty warm. I'll go on a t-shirt. They're like, yeah, good idea. Good idea. I'm like, yeah. why are you guys wearing jackets? Like, yeah, we're just cold blooded. We get to the top of these climbs. I'm like free. I am dying. I can't even feel my hands. And right. I mean, did, did you Steve, like when you're out there, like, like are the Alps kind of like that? Like once you get towards the top, very cold. And then once you're bombing down. Yeah, I never did. I never did a lot of the Alps stuff. Uh, so I was always kind of the, always with the, the kind of the circuit races there. Uh, never did any of the big stage races or never did any of that. I was just kind of always the sprinter, right? Always. The, uh-huh. So I never, never did any of that. I rode some of it, but even when I rode, it was like, yeah, you'd be going up and you're thinking, okay, you're starting at the bottom. Hey, it's 75 degrees. Perfect. And just like you said, you get to the top and then, then you have to go down. Yeah. Your knuckles get frozen on your brakes. You have a hard time even braking by the time you're like halfway down. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, there is that. Crazy. How about you, Lance? Um, I have a significant list of fantastic epic rides that I can roll through. Brace yourself. (laughs) I don't know if I should Hold on, I need to refill my whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, just this last week, um, being in Sun Valley, Idaho, there's a couple of rides out there that have just been gloriously fantastic. One was a 60-mile gravel ride I did on my own that uh, climbed up to Galena Pass and back, and it was just on this beautiful gravel trail for 60 miles. It was just great. The funny part about that 
I, the pictures were fantastic. The, the the view, the terrain. I actually spooked a moose on the trail. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there was some cool stuff out there. On the way back, I was cranking to some music and coming down kind of a not very steep decline. And my front wheel caught some loose gravel, and I Oops. just pounded my head right into the road. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I must have been going like 25 miles an you hour. You have been a bit forgetful today. Yes. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> well, I just drilled in the road, bent my derailleur hanger again. again. Oh, <laughs> but I was able to bend it back and make it home, and I didn't actually hurt myself at all. Which that was, was on the cross bike? That was on the cross bike. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's a good thing you still got some muscle on you. You're not like a full cycling <laughs> body right, right now. That then never would have come back. <laughs> but, you know, in, in Sun Valley as well, um, the mountain biking in Sun Valley, every time I do the mountain biking there, I just ride with the biggest smile on my face because it is just so grippy and smooth and fast and bank turns and i just love the the mountain bike riding yeah. around the sun valley of yeah. dirt there yeah there is just fantastic so, dirt out there so, so those are a couple of great so, rides there so lance i got a question for you yeah it, it sounds like you do like a lot of different kind of what's your what's your favorite um that pick a child lance yeah <laughs> i don't know if i could answer that what's your child's yeah. best performance which is my favorite child yeah. uh i i really don't know i lance I, let me just stop you just the answer to that question is yes yes <laughs> i love riding gravel i love riding the road i love riding yeah. the mountain bike I, you know, so I guess I like Gra all of Gravel's it. kind of the best of both worlds, though, yeah. right? I mean, so like gravel, you, you, you can be so dynamic yeah. with that kind of riding, yeah. so. Well, what's beautiful about having multiple bikes like that and, and being in love with all of them is you never get bored. There's no monotony. You're just like, right. there's sometimes where I'm on the road bike so much, I'm like, all right, I just don't want to see mm -hmm. you for a day or two, but then I look over my mountain right. bike, I'm like, I'll ride you. Let's go for a ride. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you miss the road bike, so it's yeah. a lot of kids, so yeah. Balance it up, yeah. <laughs> and you come from a mountain bike, right, Jake? Yes, I yeah. do, yeah. I mean, yep. that's your, that's where you were like hardcore down in SoCal. Yeah, that was all I did. And I only started riding road bikes because I wanted to get faster on the mountain bike. And right. the old road bike turned into my mistress. Yeah. So. Which good mountain right. bikers make fast, yeah. good climbers on road bikes. Yeah. They do. I mean, you, you look back at history. I mean, there's Cadell Evans, you know. Yeah. a lot of guys come over from cyclocross yeah. it's definitely you build right. that strength and handling in those sports Peter yeah. Sagan has a cyclocross oh, yeah. background he's yeah. a mountain biker yeah mountain yeah. biker yeah. Yeah. yeah I think he did I remember I remember when BMX you came out to the too? to our monster media camp that, that we had here and where he came out on a couple of rides that we had we went down to Savi and you're like on the front the whole time <laughs> <laughs> he still does Slow that down, yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like January <laughs> Oh. There's, there's that was awesome, though. three other rides I actually wanted to mention. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I want to hear these. Go, go, shoot. Uh, w one of my favorite rides of all time is actually riding around Crater Lake. I don't know if anybody oh, else has done that I before. I have not done that, but it, I want to. It's not very far. Road trip. Yeah. yeah. It's. I <laughs> yes. mean, it's like a 35 mile ride, and there's some good climbing in it. But sure. It is just gloriously beautiful. I'm all so for that. That is a fantastic. Wanting to do that. Yes. Yeah. It, it is worth it. That that's Road a very trip. good ride. Yeah. Uh, another ride I've done, which I thought was quite epic, and there's probably people in this room that have done it. I've done the Swami's ride. 
if you've oh, heard yeah. of that. Yeah, down in San Diego. Down in San Diego. Yeah. No, what's the, it, that's it, been going like for tell, 25, 30 years. Tell this Midwesterner what that is. It's a, it's a Saturday morning group ride, yep. the drop ride. Oh, God. <laughs> where <laughs> it's basically a you race. You get dropped, and, you're lost. And it might be 80 or 90 or 100 people. So it's oh. all these uh, San Diegan athletes that oh, come God. out and it just hammer fest. And I, I was down there last year and I'm like, I'm here in San Diego. It's Saturday. I'm going to go do the Swami's ride. I've heard about it so many times. Uh-huh. I'm going to go do it. And I, I got dropped by mile 15 or something. And yes, <laughs> I was lost. Hey, that's not bad. Mile Santa Fe. But didn't you make some friend and he like ended up showing you around or something oh, like that? Yeah. So I, I caught him to some other straggler and he just like, hey, let me show you some cool stuff around Rancho <laughs> Santa Fe. And yeah, he so rode you me all around. made a friend. So that's there, a pretty. There's cool actually ride. a pretty good history behind that because you know Chris Horner used to ride for the Swamis team back when I raced with him. Yeah, and that ride has been going on. They have a Wednesday ride too. So if you're ever down there, oh, Wednesday huh? down in Carlsbad area, there's a Starbucks down there that they meet, and they you know Thurlow Rogers is there. I mean, there's so many of these Big top names. guys that yeah. are legends that go on this ride. And it starts off, and it's just all the way up through Camp Pendleton and through San Onofre, turns around San Onofre and comes back, and it's a Wednesday ride. It's literally just one of the fastest rides you've probably ever been on. And um, it's just amazing. I mean, so those the the Swami's group is is such it's so legendary, and a lot of us so SoCal people have grown up with them and the rides and the people that have been engaged in those rides it's just an amazing group that they put on down there well the thing was i i thought i was fit and i'm like i can do this <laughs> <laughs> nope straight i got out the back. dropped i was straight out the back oh and the flat stuff i had no problems yeah. as soon as it went uphill i was hey that's ride. that's a great thing about sport there's always somebody faster than you <laughs> yes. out there. yep. there's always 80 people out there faster than you yep. <laughs> the the last ride i wanted to mention um Last year, I I was traveling through Northern Europe, and we were I was in a little town called Albert, Denmark, and it's it's like out in the middle of the Black Sea, kind of, and it is flat. And I was with my wife and my sister and her husband. There were four of us, and we were just walking around this town, and it's gorgeous little old you know 500 year old european town with tiny little streets and whatnot which was really cool and i came around the corner and there was a whole rack of city bikes right that you can just rent to go whatever and i look at my wife and she looks at me and she's like no you want to go don't you and i'm like well you guys are just shopping. <laughs> like, I don't want to be shopping. Any- She's like, fine, go. You're so, going to miss an important moment. <laughs> so, so she let me go. So I rent this 30-pound city bike, and I rode like 15 or 20 miles way out into the countryside of Denmark. <laughs> it was just glorious. That is awesome. <laughs> like, something? I, I, it, and then I rode all the way back, and I'm all sweaty, and I'm in my pants, and, and it, that I, I, I will never forget that ride because oh, it was just so in the, cool. the Danish countryside in all these farms and cool little towns, and I'm on this 30-pound 
city bike trying to crush the <laughs> local KOMs. I, I remember <laughs> that trip too. We did that. Where in the world is Lance Hepler? Like the little Carmen San Diego thing, or yes. I think that's was we had this little global map and we were like putting pins all over, like trying to figure out where he was. <laughs> that was fun. He just disappeared on us. All right, all right that's, Jay. A, that's enough for me. <laughs> um, there was a, a race that I did that was pretty, pretty epic and pretty fun, and it was down in um, Orange County, California, mm. and it's called Vision Quest, and it was a 56 <laughs> mile ride, and it was just a hair shy of 12,000 feet of climbing on oh. a mountain bike. And it oh, went all through the Santa Ana mountain range. And it was one of those things where we started at 4.30 in the morning, so it was dark. But, like, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of neat because, like, the, it kind of got strung out a little bit. Because there's, I think they closed registration. I think it was, like, 350 or 400 people. And I was dropping a hammer with some guys, and we were racing up the first long climb. And all the climbs are about anywhere from six to eight or nine miles long. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, and there's, I think there's four or five of them. Um, but we, steep grades yeah, we're too. starting wow. to get to the top yeah. of the first one and you look back and it's nighttime still and it, the sun just starting to change the, the sky's starting to get, you mm-hmm. know, hitting the dawn, but you look back and there's just this long string of like, looks like ants, like the, all the headlamps, all the which headlamps. was kind of cool. So it was beautiful. And then right as we crested over the, the top of this first, um, uh, climb called, uh, black star, um, you get this like just majestic view of like um all of like the corona valley and you can see the the sun coming up and then you look back and you've got the orange county like the whole basin out there and you can see all the way out to catalina and it's just spectacular and then you're riding along the ridge line and you're going down these long like single track uh trails and that saddleback mountain that you're talking about that is yes uh, right. yep yeah. and then uh you know you're coming down motorway you're going back up maples yeah. and then you're you're going down um oh gosh uh Holy Jim, and there's another climb in there called uh, West Horse Thief, and it's one of those climbs where I think it was three miles long. I'll have to double check this, and I think the last two miles you literally can't ride up. It's that steep, so you're pushing your bike up for. And mind two you, miles. yeah, mind you, at this point in time, you're about forty. Five miles into it, and you're doing hike a bike up the side of this mountain. And cycling cleats for and, two miles. Yeah, and oh, then I would have brought my running shoes at yeah. that point. So and then, but again, you get to the top, Pull and there's the just Nikes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get to the top, and there's just like every time you get to the top of a climb, there's just this massive payoff in terms of like the view, and you're and I'll I'll have to post some pictures from some of the yeah. recon rides I did because I wasn't taking pictures during that race for sure, but it was just one of those races that when you're done, you had this sense of accomplishment, and then you've just got all these mental images of uh the whole race and it was just you know it was a fantastic mountain bike race and a fantastic viewing course and it's a great place to to train um so that was one of them um another thing is i just want to like compliment our own backyard yes i've lived Uh i've lived here for just over three years the gorge has to be one of the most oh, beautiful yes. places in the world that you can go and ride a bicycle. And if you don't know where the Columbia River Gorge is, yeah. look it up. <laughs> it is just absolutely spectacular. So the fact that we get to ride here on a regular basis, yes, yeah, during the summertime, it, it put, if you if you've never been here before and you're listening to this put it on your, your bucket list. It's a, it's a, it's a destination, right? I mean, you can go out and you get to see all the waterfalls and you get Multnomah, the Vista house, you got, um, the bridge of the gods and, and all of the other stuff that, that, that shoots off of that. I mean, we've got some 
pretty fantastic riding in the races that we get mm-hmm. to do around here too. It's just like you think of like a race course, but you, you're, when you're thinking of race, you're thinking race. But you don't think about how freaking beautiful it is out there. So where we're at, we're pretty blessed. And that was yeah. one of the big motivating factors for me to want to come up here. But um, I think everybody who's ridden here, uh, pretty much everybody that we're talking to right now can yep. attest that the Columbia River Gorge is something the, spectacular. The first ride that I wrote down on my list um, I wrote down this morning because I rode out to Vista House this yeah, morning in the yeah, Columbia yeah. River Gorge. I think Steve did as well. I just want to note that I beat Steve up this every uh, climb today. On Strava. <laughs> so oh, did you? Oh, you already, so, you already oh, checked I already out my checked, Strava. I had you? to check out Steve's Strava to see if I that, outdid that, him. That, that, that Vista like 30 pounds overweight, so just give me a couple months. <laughs> I've never beat Steve at anything else, just so I had to right say now. that. Yeah. Yeah. Lance has now retired from cycling. Sorry, Steve, you can't match him. Yeah. You better keep doing that's this it. while he's it's doing on, his, man. <laughs> he's doing his uh yeah. his Remy 30 and 90 so when he's done with that you better yeah, I'm in trouble get a few more in that Vista yeah. ride was one of the first ones I did myself like by myself right. when I moved out here before I really got to meet a lot of people last summer and so I had just come from Colorado and to tell you the truth like that ride was on par with the views from from Colorado, like it, it was incredible. And for me, having been somebody was that out the Multnomah Falls. Yep, yep. Yeah. And that and that was such the, a beautiful yeah. ride. And yeah. I and I was doing it on like I think it was like the second week of July or something. It was just, uh-huh. I mean, an incredible yeah. seventy five degree sunny day. Having you know, I'm I'm coming from rides where it's like. In Ohio, it's like, oh, there's some beautiful cornfields out there. And this, <laughs> this nice hill. I'm not going to talk down Ohio, by the way, because I do love some yeah. rides in Ohio, but they don't quite get the views at the Columbia River Gorge. But how so. nice is it to ride out to Multnomah Falls? You get yeah. out there, and you've got this just majestic waterfall. It's yeah. just like, it's mind-blowing. But then you stop, and you're like, hey, I'm going to go grab myself an espresso, espresso and a little piece of French yeah. fudge yeah. and just hang out and just like take it all in. It's just, it, yeah. it, we're, we're spoiled. So yeah, we really are. We're definitely spoiled. Yeah. Um, that, that ride, I will tell you, I'll I'll give you guys a little insight. That ride from when I left here and I would go to that ride every, that was like my go-to training ride. Cause you know, the, once you climb up to the Vista house and you yep. go back down and then it's like just a bunch of like slow rolling mm-hmm. whoops yep. all, yeah. you know, until you get to the falls. I used that ride probably once or twice a week when I came back to the sport in 2014. And that's when I did really, really well. Uh, won my first race back and, yeah. I used that ride and that one stretch, I would literally sprint every whoop, every yeah. whoop going yeah. into, I would just nail it, just yeah. drill it. Well, and I did that twice a week for about three months. And yeah. let me tell you that. That ride is just a great workout. Just yes, like you were describing, incredible. Steve, it really is. Yeah, I used to kind of have a, a similar training ride. And Steve, you've probably done this ride before too. Um, every Saturday down in Orange County, they've got a little a little shop ride that that leaves out of uh, the Rock and Road Cyclery Shop in Irvine. I wouldn't call it small ride. Well, yeah, it's right. small. It's quite a few people that show up on this ride. But Are we would like the. Uh, well, Como Street or Fred? Well, or well, there's a couple different park. rides. Well, the, the the one that I really enjoyed was um, uh, Canyon Velo on Saturdays. The the Como's okay. on Sunday. So Canyon Velo, you've got this like massive just like herd of people. There's probably on a light day 50 people oh. on heavy days like it's easily well over 100 people oh, and right. they've got all of the hot sections out there and they just hammer the crap out of this every single spot you're just like dying to hang on and you just go out and you keep showing up to these rides and like lo and behold that and that's where i cut my teeth on becoming you know yeah. a little bit faster at road road racing um but we, we would get back you into get pros out there sometimes oh yeah, yeah yeah get back into silverado canyon and then um 
you, you go climb up, uh, well, actually it was Santiago Canyon, you climb up Silverado Canyon Road. And that was my yeah. jam right there. That's a six mile road that goes out. Yeah. You probably gain over that six miles, probably about 1500 feet of elevation gain, but it's all like stair steps. It's all like flat stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden you hammer up this little climb and then you stair step and hammer up the climb. And that whole section was always an unofficial race. You know, as soon as you turn the corner, it's on like Donkey oh, Kong. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's the same thing that you just had um, with, that you were just talking about with uh, being out there at Multnomah Falls. So um, for people that are looking to develop themselves, um, you know, from a, a road racing or just a, a training perspective, go find a, a place like that that you can fall in love with because, you know, Right. Multnomah Falls is, is gorgeous and it's it's well set up for going out there and, and developing your fitness just like the whole uh you know Silverado Canyon Road was for me down in Southern California. So mm -hmm. good yeah. stuff. Um you guys already talked about all the stuff over in uh Europe. The, we won't talk about that in terms of my bucket list, but there is uh two more things that that I'll run through real quick. Um for all of you mountain bikers out there that have done Leadville, I'm very envious of you and that oh. is on my bucket list of I've someday got a buddy to who's got that belt buckle. Yeah, oh, yeah. me too. Uh -huh. to do Leadville. Yeah. yeah. I want to Yep. See that. Yeah, so I'm going to train for that here um, probably in the next couple of years. I, I think I want to go out and qualify and oh, do that cool. just to change it up and see what kind of time I can do because I've, I've ridden at elevation before and it doesn't affect me um, quite that bad, and I think that I can train up my motor to, to go out there and have fun wow. and do it do well. Got a solid hematocrit. The guy rode, a monster, man. The yeah. guy I rode with um, this last, just three days ago yeah. in, in Snow Basin, uh, he's done Leadville like three times. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And we've got this little ride that we're putting together. I've already kind of built the framework for it. And we were going to, we were talking about doing it this year, but we just don't have the time. I had too many things going on this year, but um, we're calling it PTSD, <laughs> not oh post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, uh, stress is, uh, yeah. But <laughs> sorry, um, not trying to be insensitive to, to those that actually have PTSD, he, but PTSD he almost stands got for the abbreviation, right? I was wondering if you were going to get that right for a second. Yeah. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Disorder, right? Yeah, you yeah, got it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I tend to, to fumble over my words when I get a little excited because I'm thinking about this ride and I really want to do it. But it's going to be Portland to San Diego, and we want to do it in oh, about wow. 12 days. Um, so I, I've already started to build out all of the, the ride segments and the the, uh, the route and trying to find stuff that's you know low volume of traffic with you know fun scenic stuff. And I'd like to um, you know get a group of guys together. And I was already talking with one of our teammates, Michael Myers, and we were talking about having a, a charitable tie-in to it and helping um, people with cancer. And, and for those of you who don't know Michael, he's a, an oncologist here in the Portland area, and mm -hmm. he's pretty renowned at his um, his craft. And he's actually on our team, and we were talking about doing some stuff for people that are um, you know, basically terminal. So mm -hmm. he's actually got a patient right. that we want to tie into our first one. And I think, unfortunately, she has, I think, he last he told me it was like maybe four to five years left mm -hmm. and she's she's a huge cyclist and she wants to yeah. go over to watch the tour and what we would want to do is put together this ptsd um portland to san diego and uh, be able to generate funds so that we can help her and her husband go over to that do. would be fantastic so, oh, i'd be awesome kind of two birds one stone i may die at, by day seven but i'll try it there be a van you yeah can that's get in. true i'll tell you jake uh, red truck would want to be a part of that with you absolutely um maybe, maybe red would, would want probably, to be our chase truck probably join me on the ride <laughs> yeah as well and then um we could definitely a lot what we're doing now with red truck and the foundations that a lot of people donate their bikes 
if they have bikes sitting in their garage, yep. they donate this, and a lot of the money can go towards that yep. of bringing her over there and yep. watching it. Cool. I yep. mean, that's kind of what we do. So yeah. we would love to be part of that yeah. with you. Yeah. I think we're going to have to talk some more, Steve. I think that's a, a good Absolutely. idea. So we'll have to tie this all together and see when we can actually make this thing happen. So mm-hmm. um, maybe 2019. Who knows? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay, let's get into our uh, our last segment. One last thing. We're going to keep this somewhat quick because we're starting to run a little bit long. Uh, Matt, are you still there? Matt? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey. <laughs> We've just been <laughs> over-talking, yep. Matt. Next, next week, Matt gets to talk a lot, yes. which will be fun. <laughs> Well, okay. So for one, for my last thing, um, Evan and I are both racing. So both Evan and I will have more to talk about. I mean, for me, it's kind of like triathlon season opener. Uh, Evan's raced at least once so far this season and I've done some other things, but yeah, but this'll be it for our kind of, at least getting things rolling for the summer as far as triathlon season goes. And that, uh, is next Sunday. Man, we something like that Sunday. Yeah, we're 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 gonna have to really tell some fun stories for that. Absolutely. Thirteen years ago uh-huh. at Blue Lake, I took third place. Oh, I gotta Ooh. beat that now. Oh <laughs> crap, I gotta beat that. <laughs> what was your time? It was in the sprint. It was only in the oh, sprint. Oh okay. So I. Uh, We'll double your sprint okay. time, and okay. then we'll see if I can top that. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're we'll, we'll, we'll is make there it an algorithm for that? I think I think there is. Yeah. Hey Matt, have you posted any new videos recently? Um, I posted a video about open water swimming and some open water like drafting. I have that uh, open water swim series that's going to start on June seventh, mm-hmm. yep. and so I'm trying to post a couple of videos that are like swimming related, and they all feature like um, Fall and Leap Lake, where you know where we talked about the buoys, and where we're going to have this swim series, and so um, people can awesome. go, uh, you know, search the YouTube for that yep. and check it out. You can actually find that video at Dal Podcast on the. Um the Facebook page that we yeah. have posted. I, I posted that up uh, already. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go check it out, folks. Matt has an eye for cinematography. Yeah. He is he doing does. a fantastic job. These things, it, it's a beautiful lake and he like makes it even more beautiful than it is. It's kind of nuts, but wow. good, good job, Matt. My goal is to, my goal is to catch up to Lance on uh, photography <laughs> slash cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have almost six hundred followers. Oh, you got Whoa, some big time! Yeah. Oh man, big deal. But my seventeen-year-old daughter has like two thousand. So <laughs> go figure. Hey, Lance, <laughs> I know I have to fit. ask. Do you have like a new? Do you have like one of them phone gimbals that you use? No, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. It's oh, all man. just handheld. I just hand-held. got one. Yeah, uh-huh. I love it. I'm using it for yeah. red truck. It's Not called smooth. Idea. If you if you haven't seen it, the you smooth. gotta get it. The smooth, huh? <laughs> Will it smooth. fit in my jersey pocket? S M O V E. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Put your phone on it. It's a, it's a stabilizer. So uh, we're doing a lot of uh, you know YouTube channel yeah, for red sure. truck as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Steve's putting up some <clears> pretty cool. Doing that. Yeah, Steve's been putting up some pretty cool content at Red Red Truck. He's uh. You can see how happy you are, Steve. It's it's fun watching those videos. It just seems like you're having a good time, man. Which is compared to like a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Was a miserable guy in the cold, and jeez. Yeah. All right. Life changes. One last thing, Evan. Uh, yeah. Um, who I just excited for next weekend with Blue Lake. It'll be fun. Uh, I am gonna have a booth for proactive physical therapy at the race. Yeah. So anybody who's got any questions, wants to grab a card, wants to talk before the race, 
you just talk the race, you just come and keep me company because I'm going to be <laughs> at the booth before the race. I'm going to like maybe have my wetsuit like underneath my proactive polo so it can be like a real quick transition. I'm just going like, to throw off the polo <laughs> and just, go, like, race. <laughs> go right over the race. And then I've got like a two-hour window that i got to be done and i got to be back, so I actually cannot flat wow. on the course. So if I flat <laughs> on the course, somebody better come grab me because there's going to be nobody at the booth then in a little bit because I think I've got a little bit of coverage while I'm racing, but that's about it. So, yeah. Is this all set by your coach? Uh, no, no, no. This is <laughs> – no, la- last year though, last I year though, when I, my, my, my coach, Chris Lee, will find this spot. So last year I did midsummer, which is the same course. He gave me – Right after the race, I had to jump back in the water, do another tempo open water swim, jump out of the water, and then run another 10K tempo. That's like who my coach is. He's like, oh, yeah, congratulations on the race. Go ahead and like get back in the water now. So, so I'm the weird guy like after he's putting the goggles back on and going back in. But yeah, yeah. No, thanks. It'll be fun this weekend. Me and Matt will have stuff to talk about. Cool. Steve, how about you? What you got? One last thing. Um... Well, I just looked at your Strava. I'm going to come get that KOM in about 30 days. Yes. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have an update on that. Yeah. Oh, Besides geez. that, I'm just traveling. Uh, I'm just spreading the word of Red Truck, trying to sell some gear, tell some great stories for some athletes, and um, that's about it. Yeah, so um, just real quick remind us, you're going out to Tulsa? Is that what you said? No, we're, yeah, we're, Tulsa Tough. No. If okay. you, guys, you guys definitely have to check that out. Just 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 google it cool. google it tulsa, tulsa tough, tough and then google mm-hmm. uh crybaby hill you'll <laughs> see some great videos on there it's just amazing like i said this hill is like it's a sprint hill it's kind of like a power it's it's about a 30 second hill that uh, it's on a loop but it is packed full of the locals and they come out and they dress up and all kinds of things there everyone's drinking beer Huh. Drinking all kinds of stuff. I mean, it is, it's nuts. It's completely nuts, but it's one of the biggest cycling weekends there is in the United States right now. So it's, um, it's a very, very huge event. Um, we're meeting some athletes out there. Uh, like I said, a lot of our ambassador, uh, our ambassador athletes that we're working on for 2019, uh, Starla is out there. She's, uh, she rides for the, um, the pro experiment team, um, and then Lily as well. So yeah, just a lot of big things coming. Yeah. I'll make sure to post up some of that stuff on the, uh, the dial podcast, yeah. Facebook page. Just, and we'll just, link up the, just the watch a little to... video on that cry baby hill, Steve. That looks, that looks like those oh, Pittsburgh climbs, like the dirty dozen climbs. That's what that thing looks like. It looks like a road. Yeah. The bike should not be going up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Lance, one last thing. Um, this morning on the ride, I, I rode with um, with the teammate, uh, Mike Guyvan, yeah. and uh, he's a really strong climber, and we we're riding out to uh, Vista House out in the Columbia River Gorge, and there's a segment there that is uh, a, a Strava segment that I want to say is 16 or 18 miles long. It goes from the main highway bridge, the 205 bridge, all the way to the top at Vista House. And Mike wanted to go for the KOM. So I told him <laughs> oh, wow. uh, that I, uh, I would help lead him out on the flat section because there's like a nine-mile flat section before the climb starts. And so... We kind of warm up a little bit and get down there and start hammering on the flat stretch. And we're doing 27, 28 miles an hour on the flat stretch and feeling pretty good. There was a little bit of a tailwind. 
Um, you don't need to say that. That's <laughs> it, it was a tailwind. <laughs> it was a tailwind. <laughs> so uh, I'm cru- we're cruising along. We're like four miles into this flat stretch, and I drill a rock in the road and flat it. So you didn't get the KOM. We did not get the KOM. <laughs> we'll have to try another day. So did he stop with you when you changed the flat? He did, yeah. Uh, we that's, actually, a, that's a nice teammate right there. We actually... It only took us about five or six minutes to change the flat. Yeah. Uh, and we still had like the fastest times all the way up today out of everybody who did that section today, even nice. with the flat. There should be like a flat option. That's you right. know, like on Strava, like check box if you had flat. You get like one mulligan section. pause on yeah, there or something exactly. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Lance, tell me the next time you guys go out there. I live a few miles away. I'll like be your first lead out. All right. That's there what we go. need. Got yes. a lead out train. That's yeah. good stuff right there. Jake, what about you? My one last thing is a week from tonight, from, from today, actually, is uh, Short Trek. The Portland oh. Short Trek starts up. And Seriously. for those of you who don't know what the Portland Short Track is, it's just a, uh, a little race that they do over there at Portland International Raceway. And it's um, all off-road stuff, so you're pretty much on your mountain bike or a cross bike if you want to take it out there. Um, you can kind of six one half dozen other that with that. But that's really a good time. And one thing that I really am trying to... Um, help them with in terms of just not them but just the cycling community in general is get more kids out there they've got a free kids race before all of the other races start they've got the little kitties out there on the little scoot bikes it's so awesome they, these little <laughs> three and four year old kids just like cruising around with their little helmets on in this little tiny area and they're, they're doing their thing and they think it's the best thing ever but then they've got the actual um kids not the juniors but the kids like so you know 10 and under we'll call it um they get to do one full lap around the entire race course which usually is between a mile and a half and two miles long and it's going over the motocross track so you've got these big rollers and doubles and triples i mean obviously they're just rolling everything there's like little whoop sections and then they've got some other stuff built into the course as well where it's um kind of cyclocross centric you know some tight turns and like little log jumps and whatnot there's a tree to jump to jump over there is yeah yeah so um i actually just posted a little video up that i I stumbled across i forgot all about it i forgot that i even filmed it of taking my kids out there for the first race last year and i I just posted (laughs) that up this morning and um it was it was just one of those things where they had so much fun and i I played the video for them i put it up on youtube and uh, we were watching it before we had dinner tonight and they were all getting excited and they're all ramped up to go out there now so hoping to get some more other kids out there and get some more kids racing bikes because we need the future to start growing yes that's such a great venue out there i mean yeah it's not it's a PIR out there, Portland International yeah. Raceway, especially that short track. Uh-huh. When they when they incorporate part of the track into the full, uh, you know, the motocross track, like you said, uh-huh. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, you don't cool really find that. that in a lot of venues. No, so I, I think that's just, I don't do that. I really want to go, you know, being a kid where I grew up in BMX, that's yeah. where I started. Yeah. Steve, this I, course would really play to your strengths. I mean, you get you get a little bit of that crit sensation in terms of just like the way that it utilizes your energy systems. And it's so much fun. You get out there and you just, you're done. You stop and you're, you're gassed because you're on it for like, you know, 30 minutes or so, but you can't wipe the smile off your face. You're like, Holy crap. That was so fun. May I have some more, please. You know? (laughs) So, and it's a great family atmosphere. It's a great uh, atmosphere for camaraderie and you've got all the different teams out there. Do you ride a mountain bike or do you ride a cross bike? Because some people ride, I see some people ride, you can you, pick, you can pick either. You pick your weapon, yeah. yeah. I personally rode what a mountain you, bike. What are you going to be doing? 
I'll be on a mountain bike um, this year. Okay. I might take a cross bike out uh, towards the end of this, uh, the season. It's an eight-week season, so I might take a cross bike out there just to you know kind of play around with some bike handling stuff for the gotcha. pending cross season coming up. But I rode a I rode a cross bike yeah. on it. it. I found myself a little bit quicker. You just had to be able to bunny hop the tree yeah. with the cross bike. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a little eight-inch stump. It's not a big yeah. deal. So you oh, log yeah. thing coming across this trail. So that that's kind of cool. And, and um, you know, one last ask of just people in general. I don't care where you're listening. If you're in Norway or the Czech Republic or you're somewhere in the Midwest, one of uh, um, Evan's friends in Ohio, um, it's <laughs> summertime. Out there. It's summertime coming up and... Uh, there's kids out there. They need stuff to do. Let's let's go to battle with the big big sports. Let's let's go to battle with football, oh, yeah. baseball, basketball, soccer, and let's put cycling yes. on the map. Take your kids to a camp. Take them to a workshop. Take them to a clinic. They will have so much fun. Take your kids out to local racing. Local racing wants and supports juniors. Um, they do it really well here in the, the mm-hmm. Portland area. And there are races for kids out there starting at about race age 10. So, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the Portland International Raceway is a little bit different, the PR racing that we do over there, where they've got the little kitty thing. But, you know, get your kids out there and get them start racing and let them know that this is something that they can go do. It doesn't, you don't have to put them into one of those little containers of one of the big sports. Try something else. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good thing and it's something that they can do for the rest of their lives. So, that's Absolutely. my one last thing. Like it. I like that. that that's a good note to end on. <laughs> Solid. Awesome. So as we wrap things up here, Steve, I wanted to thank you one more time for coming on, man. It was a uh, great chat yeah, with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate it. So look Steve up, redtruck.com. And what's your uh, your Instagram handle, Steve? For Red Truck? Remy's Face. Remy's Face? And is that Pretty is that the simple. official? All my uh, friends call me Remy. So it's, <laughs> it's Remy's, Remy's Face. Okay. Is there a... Uh, um, <laughs> Is there an Instagram account for Red Truck as well? Uh, yeah, I believe it's uh, Red Dot Truck. Red Dot Truck. So, yeah, we're starting to do a lot of, you know, we're starting. To, I'm going to be doing a lot of, um, uh, a lot of uh, YouTube. We've got a new YouTube channel that we're starting. We're going to be interviewing a lot of top athletes. But, you know, Red Truck is for anyone that wants to sell some good quality used gear. Yep. Uh, give a give a little bit back to a foundation or charity that they love yep and also know that it's going that you're whatever you're selling is giving new life to someone else yep giving giving it a good new home so appreciate that that's that's some good stuff right there um so i will post all of that stuff or one of us will post all that stuff up on the uh the dial podcast facebook page and um you guys can check that there uh you guys can also go and look at the very couple few <laughs> pictures that we have up on Instagram. We're going to start being There'll a little be bit more, more diligent yeah. about that. The boys are going to help yeah, me out yeah. with that. Race, season. I've been, yeah. race season's coming around, so we'll have we'll have some good pictures. So yeah, but check out our uh, our social job, stuff. Um, you can always email us as well at info at dialpodcast.com or any one of us, Matt, Jake, Evan, Lance at dialpodcast.com. Just pick our first name at dialpodcast and shoot us an email. We want to hear what your thoughts are. If you guys have some suggestions or comments or feedback or tell us that we're great or that we suck, we don't care. We want to hear it all. Uh, we really appreciate that all right boys i think that's a wrap matt are you still there bud yeah thanks guys thanks thanks, thanks for coming on it's coming. A, miss you matt we miss you matt it, yeah. it's probably getting kind of late back. getting kind of late there it's probably past your bedtime buddy we miss you so we'll, we'll it, let you get it, to sleep <laughs> it is and i'm gonna bike early tomorrow so good night all right awesome. okay Sounds guys good. again thank you one last time listeners thank you for coming out bye for now <laughs>